we're seeing this prolonged switch and people are questioning, why am I here? What am I looking for? What is the purpose? Hello and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders and business owners with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. As a consultancy, we're here to help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver and thrive. If you would like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Well, another one. Welcome, Con. Coach Con. <laughs> Happy Centennial, Julian. Happy Centennial. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to have you back. <laughs> yes, to be back. I'm, yes, it's um, yes. I'm I'm trying to manage everything here, but yes, I'm I'm all right. I'm doing okay. There we go. Good to have you back, and uh, I thank you for coming back. And um, I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit, get back up to speed who you are. Um, you're an author. You're an award-winning coach. Uh, in-person and virtual facilitator results, and you help individuals and organizations navigate change and achieve their performance goals. So um, I know last time we spoke about navigating through uncertainty, which feels, feels like a long time ago, but <laughs> we're still navigating uncertainty, I think. Uh, I think that's what uh, seems to be uh, the thing. And I guess I suppose what are your observations? I, I suppose it's a bit based on your 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 own sort of LinkedIn feed, really. What are your observations on, I guess, the whole talent perspective of, you know, what's been going on the last two years and how we're managing the uncertainty with talent? Uh, what, have you, what have you noticed in the last couple of years? Okay, well, let's unpack that because that's a pretty uh, interesting question. There's a lot, a lot of different ways we could go. Let me start with one way. Um, the pendulum has swung. We know that that periodically the pendulum swings in one way or the other, meaning that the power of decision-making flows from the employer to the employee periodically, and it goes back and forth. Um, during the start of the pandemic early on in 2020, we saw that many organizations were making, um, as one of your previous guests may said it, data-driven decisions. And they made some calculations and said, you know what, we either have to let go, release, furlough, separate somehow, and reduce our payroll costs. And those were decisions that were made based on the data, based on, on what their business priorities were at the time. And I think what they're realizing now is as the shift is going the other way, as the pendulum has swung the other way now, and employers are ready to restart, reboot, and get back into business. They expect all of a sudden those thousands of people that were released to automatically march back in and just take up their cubes and their offices again, as if nothing has happened in that time period. And that's just not happening. Um, we saw that repeatedly in our own lives. Your guests previously have mentioned it. It's We're seeing this prolonged switch and people are questioning, why am I here? What am I looking for? What is the purpose? And according to an interesting Harvard Business Review study, it says that the demographic group, that age group in their prime right now, that 30 to 45 
year range, which are at their employee and their employment prime, if you will. They have enough maturity. They have, they're in that mid-level place where they, they want to grow and expand and contribute are the ones that are being impacted the most right now in the sense that they are the ones that are resigning. They are the ones that are feeling and realizing that they have the ability to pick and choose where they go. And that's a huge shift in, in the power dynamics from that piece. So that's and, 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 is, and is that sort of revelation, obviously we've all taken some time to reflect more, downtime, flexible working, everything else. Is it, are people discovering their purpose? Is that, is that what it is? Is that, do you think it's that or is it more than that? I think there's a big part of that because if, if you can't help but a, a world-changing event like the one that we've been experiencing the last two years, is going to make you question things. It's going to qu- make you question what really matters to you. With the, 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 the toll in, in human lives, with the toll in financial impact, um, there are crises all over the place in the form of mental illness, emotional uh, discomfort from all of those things. One thing is piling on top of the other, and people are standing back because they have time to think about it, or they've had time over the past year or two to look back and say, okay, what am I doing here? What am I really here for? Is this all there is? And they're trading in their their badges of burnout and working 100 plus hours a week and saying, I don't want to work that hard. That's not what I'm here for. Life is too short. And it's really making them realize, stop and look and say what's going on. Somehow this great pause has stopped this hamster wheel and people are stopping. And for the first time in a long time, looking around and saying, why am I here? What am I doing? No, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think, you know, I think um, Carrie mentioned her word was f- fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I think people are looking for film- fulfillment now in their sort of uh, the day, their, their day job, their work they do. They want to be fulfilled. It's more than just uh, getting paid and having sick pay and benefits and that. It's I want fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and, and study after study is showing that, Julian. And, and as I work with my clients, it. I'm realizing that there is truth to a lot of these numbers. In the, in, in the work that we're doing right now, up to this point, I mean, my, my, my shift has been, my, my focus has been, as things have progressed, to really help organizations make sure that they have that pipeline, that, 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 that stable of ready leadership talent to fulfill their strategies. Right now, this, this has left organizations in a situation where they're realizing that without the people, without the talent to execute their strategy, it's just a paper exercise. They really can't go anywhere. Many organizations, many businesses, smaller ones are closing down because they can't staff their operation. They don't have people to stay open. When my bank reaches out to me and said, hey, just be aware that sometimes during lunch, we may be closed or there may be just one person inside and you have to drive through because we can't operate the lobby anymore. We don't have mm. enough people. When there's 10 million openings for 7 million unemployed in the United States, and that number is relative in other parts of the world, where you are in, other, in, the, in the EU yeah. and everywhere else, I'm seeing similar things. And there are openings. It's not like we don't have jobs for people, but people are looking for that fulfillment. So if you're an organization right now and you want to remain at the forefront, you want to compete for talent, mm-hmm knowing this fulfillment has become quite a thing more so than it was uh, previously. How do we embrace that? How do we, I guess, practically work it in our organization that will attract talent? Um, Because obviously we know that every 
can't be full, completely fulfilled in the in the work. There's other things outside right. that. But so, what, what what can we do as as organisations to help that fulfilment aspect? Well, what what I've been working on as consulting and coaching with my clients is focus on what does that fulfillment and work mean? And in many ways, we use the term engagement. We use the term engagement as as a measurement, as a, as a reference to how we can fulfill a lot of the needs of our of our staff, a lot of the our, our workforce needs. And when you look at that, there are four main drivers in that area, Julian. The first and foremost one is feeling valued. As, as, as a member of a team, you want to feel valued. You want to know where you fit into this picture. You want to know that, you know what, it matters whether I'm here or not. And we can do that. Leaders can do that, can reach out one-on-one or in personal aspects. Cheryl mentioned it earlier, our, our communication expert, and said, you know what, whether you're doing it in when you have the opportunity to meet face-to-face, whether you're doing it in through, through Zoom or other means, reach out to people. Be authentic. Mm-hmm. And here's where you and I have talked about the leadership paradox, because that's another thing that leaders need to realize. When you're expressing that value, you need to embrace that leadership paradox, meaning that you can no longer afford to be this or that. You have to be both. You have to be empathetic on one hand and understand where your people are in the given moment. People mm-hmm. are still reeling from this. It's not like all of a sudden, like Jamie Diamond said, I can't wait for us to get back to normal. It's not going back to that normal that we knew before. So we have to be empathetic and understand that people still have fears. They're agonizing over things. They're, they're feeling the, the impact of that, the pandemic fatigue and everything else. So be empathetic. But on the other hand, focus on tough love. Be in a situation where your team expects you to be able to set the healthy boundaries. To re- Don't let them have to decide what to work on. Help them prioritize, help them mm-hmm. look at their work differently and say, you know what, Julian, I don't need you working at two o'clock at night after you put the kids to bed because you're going to burn out. This is a long haul. This isn't even a marathon. It's an ultra marathon. You and I have mm-hmm. talked about that concept. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for a long time and it still will continue longer. So we got to embrace that. Empathy, tough love. We got to look at things and say, okay, high tech, we have the technology now to be able to do a lot of work. But how do we embrace that higher human touch? Be authentic. Reach out and say, hey, Julian, how are you really doing? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Don't, don't just brush it off. How are you really doing? And have those personal moments. Use the technology to make it even more personal from that piece and understand how to connect. So feeling valued, that's the one piece that we want to make sure our people have, Julian. The second piece is use that same technology and that concept of, of personal high human touch to help people be connected not just to you, but to the rest of the team. How can we establish those? Because the more we make sure that people feel connected, the greater the chance of them will to stay with us, to be engaged, to fulfill their job. People that feel connected are eight times more likely to stay and contribute from that piece. Mm-hmm. These are numbers that are real. I mean, when you look at it, do I have a good friend? Do I have a support system in my, in my work network? How can I help with that? So that is, is big. The next thing is contributing. Do people feel like they're contributing? Do they feel like they're making a difference or are they just out there somewhere on their own? So when we look at that as as leaders, what can we do? Make sure that you have very tangible pieces that people can feel that they can succeed with. Give them their priorities. Give them manageable parts of the work. No longer manage based on how many hours have you been in front of your computer, Julian, but rather what did you get done? You've mentioned it even today, results-based work. 
Mm. How can I feel like I'm contributing? Because I can check something off. We all love to check things off our list. We all like to feel like we're making a difference. And when we do make a difference, let people know. Don't worry about exit interviews. Worry about stay interviews. Get together with people and talk to them about what matters to them. And the final part is we've seen this over and over again, even last year in 2021 and even before most of 2020, people shifted their focus to learning and growing. They realized that they may have to retool. We all did. And this downtime was a great opportunity for us to continue to grow. Companies have the opportunity now to continue, whether it's on the job, whether it's through mentoring and coaching to connect people to mm -hmm. others in the organization or formal training like the workshops that we do, Julian, and giving people the opportunity to grow because when they can see a career path within the organization, they can feel more engaged. They can feel more fulfilled. These are four keys, four simple things, not easy, but simple things that leaders can do today to move forward with that. Yeah. And it just, you mentioned about that sort of being valued and connected. And some of the thoughts that came out of that for me was that, creating a sort of psychological safe environment as well where people feel they can contribute they can challenge they can learn they can make mistakes it's okay to fail uh, and i think that's really important as well it's creating that environment that people feel they can they can really expand themselves and not be mocked or made a fool of if they do make a mistake or be sacked or whatever it may be yeah and that's and, the time. I mean, look at it over over time, Julian, if I may interject for a second. I mean, yeah. what are we dealing with? We're dealing with a big, huge shift in transition. We've gone through the grieving piece early on, and we, sometimes we still go through that, the loss of our old life. We're in that middle stage still, that prolonged middle stage right now where we're transitioning before we get to that next normal. Now is the time to allow for experimentation, for risk-taking, to allow give people permission to fail as they try mm -hmm. to explore new ways of doing things because we're all in the same boat. If there was ever a time for us to experiment with that, that risk-taking was within the boundaries, now's that time. Absolutely. And as we as we look out in this year and we know there's still uncertainty, uncertainty is it's there, it is, and we've, we've sort of got used to it, but how, how we, how, what advice would you give to a leader right now and they're trying to you know, recruit people, keep people on board. What would be your, with this uncertainty of business, uncertainty of customers, uncertainty of governments imposing various things, mm -hmm. uh, what would be your advice on that? It would be, again, engage them in the solution. You don't have, a, as a leader, I mean, we're all updating our playbook right now, our leadership playbook. And that's where the paradox come in. That's where all of these ideas come in. But leaders have to accept that they don't have all the answers right now. The answers may lie with their people. Embrace that. Engage them in solution finding. When people feel like they are engaged in the solution finding, when they feel like they're part of that, they can contribute in that way and engage, mm -hmm. they can help shape the future of what's happening. They don't have to sit around and wait for us to do something to them. We need to do something with them. And that's the big key right now. Yeah, engagement. I like that. And just just before we, we, we finish with you, uh, Con, um, what, what one word would describe this year for you or you'd like it to be this year? One word. If I was to limit it down to one word, it would be embrace. Embrace the uncertainty embrace the expectations, embrace the challenges, embrace all of those things and embrace the partnerships that we can work together. 
Excellent. I really like that. Thank you very much for, for being on today. Thank you for coming back. Um, short but very sweet. Uh, we appreciate that. <laughs> Happy 100, and I look forward to the next 100, my friend. Brilliant. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate that. Take care. Bye. If you like this episode, then please do rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. As a consultancy, we help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver, and thrive. If you'd like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates, and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com.